Hi everyone, it's Bill Black, the Exit Coach from the Exit Coach Radio Show. You know, one of the biggest questions I get on the show is what exactly goes into a business exit plan and when should I start creating mine? Well, I always tell people that the best time to start was five years ago, but the next best time is now because you never know when you might need it. So we put together a free report that describes what an exit plan is and what you should know. You can get it free by texting exit plan with no spaces to 44222. That's exit plan to 44222. Again, text exit plan to 44222. Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me. Always a pleasure to have you with me, and today I'm going to interview uh, Dana Detola, and she is a third-generation insurance broker, certified insurance consultant, and certified risk manager, and the owner of Weaver & Associates, a boutique property and casualty insurance agency, helping growth-oriented California-based businesses with their insurance and risk management needs. Uh, the Weaver team simplifies the insurance process, making sure their clients understand the risks and in their insurance policies to confidently make business decisions. Dana, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Nice Dana, if you would tell, I've, I've given a little bit of an intro, but tell us a little bit about um, your background and a uh, third generation insurance broker. So tell us a little bit about you and your background. Yeah, I'm born and raised talking about insurance. Very exciting. Uh, there's, I, I've heard it said that you either fall into insurance or you're born into it. It's not um, the sexiest of uh, occupations. <laughs> no, I don't know anybody who <laughs> wants to be an insurance broker. Um, but yeah, my, my grandfather started our agency in 1959, um, just, you know, knocking door to door, selling home and auto insurance and grew it into um, the agency we have now. We have about 30 employees and um, we've been in Arcadia, just down the street from Santa Anita racetrack in Southern California um, for over 60 years now. Um, and, my parents purchased the agency from him, and I just purchased the agency from my parents last year. So a lot of Welcome. insurance. My sister is also in insurance. We, I have one sister, and she actually works – she lives uh, out of town and works at another agency, but it's interesting that we both ended up doing what our family does. <laughs> I like it. Well, in, in, insurance is, you know, like you said, it's not the sexiest of topics to talk about, but it provides a lot of protection for a lot of people. The only people that really appreciate insurance are people that have just filed a claim and it got paid, right? So Absolutely. Um, it's your least favorite bill that you don't want to use. <laughs> <laughs> I, I completely understand um, the, the, you know, that whole thing. Um, how did your grandfather start in the insurance business? Can you, do you have a little bit of background on that? I do. It's funny you should ask. My, my grandparents are still alive, and my grandma just wrote down the whole story of how he founded the agency. So I actually just made, like, coffee table books with all the pictures and everything. So I'm fresh on exactly how he started. But he, he had a job as an actuary at an insurance company and saw that the brokers that were selling the products his insurance company sold were, were the ones that were having more fun, I guess. And so he wanted to get into the agency side. And so he just, he got an appointment. Somebody just gave him 
a chance, really. They shouldn't have probably appointed him without any experience or any book of business, but they did. And so he had one insurance company, Ohio Casualty, and he said he would go after he worked his full day, he would go knocking door to door, and he wouldn't come home until he sold one insurance policy. That was, that's the story. And he said he at the end of the day, he would sometimes buy one beer, and he said he, said he told himself he knew he'd make it if he could buy a whole six-pack. <laughs> at the end of the evening when, when he'd gone door to door. So that was the start. And then it started to snowball um, and he was able to quit his day job and then start, start our agency. And then it really grew because he started acquiring other insurance agencies. So I mostly older agents that were retiring, he bought their book of business. Um, and then, you know, being very active in the community, it just started to, to grow from there. It's it's fairly uncommon for people that are in the actuarial, which is you know very mathematical, very um, mm-hmm. uh, exacting, um, to to cross over to sales and uh, agency management. I understand that, and it's um, it when it happens though, I'm sure you have a very disciplined business model that you work from, uh, and uh, I'm sure the success has been due to the fact that um, it your your grandfather's drive. Uh, kind of overshadowed the odds of him making it Absolutely. like they said so when they ran the numbers yeah so congrats so good for him good for him memory is crazy yeah he can he can tell you the exact premium of the first policy he wrote it's it's amazing how his brain functions that way and and so the fact that it's achieved um the now third generation ownership within the family is another huge um odds against you kind of situation. So uh, the, the business passed down to your, your parents and then to you, and it sounds like your sister's involved in it as well. My sister's not and, involved. No, she's in, has does the exact same thing as me, only um, at an agency down in San Diego. She's a partner there. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Terrific. Yeah. So now uh, when you uh, look for a new client, um, what what are the heuristics of a new client you can think of that you know this would be perfect for what we do because we could we could help them the most? Good question. We we tend to do best with business owners. We like business owners that are growth oriented. So they they want to grow. Um, they're looking for someone to be on their team that helps with their risk management. If they if we can help them feel confident to make decisions because they know that they're protected. If, if something happens, then they're able to grow. So someone that sees a value in risk management, as opposed to just like, let me get the cheapest insurance policy and the coverage and all right. of the risk management steps. That, that's really where we fit best. And we've kind of carved this niche where it's, it's privately owned growth oriented businesses based in Southern California. We're licensed in every state, but where they're here and we know them, we typically write all their business insurance and our personal lines department does their home and auto. And they don't have, they're not large enough for a full-time risk manager. So we step in and, and are that role for them. So our, our clients, ideal client is, is manufacturing something, they're in construction or they have a large schedule of real estate. And in the manufacturing construction, they usually have over 50 employees, you average like 150 employees. So it's a good size operation, but not so big that they have a full team that does what we do. So we can come in and help them get their safety practices in order and train their staff on loss control and, and, and then also find them 
a competitive comprehensive insurance policy. Yeah, because like you say, you've got you don't just have uh, a something to sell. You have a whole service engine that's ready to be used by clients in, in the full capacity. And it'd be a shame for somebody to just come in for the cheapest rate and just just be one and done when they could take advantage of all of the tools and resources that that uh, you have available at, at you know in your agency, right? Absolutely. And, and any, any insurance agencies, agencies are getting purchased a lot right now. There's a lot of acquisition of smaller yeah. agencies like ours, boutique, family-owned, are getting bought up by these larger national insurance agencies. And with that, I think some of that personal service is getting lost. So we're doing – we're really getting a lot of business right now from those acquisitions because – an agency where maybe you were a client and you were their biggest client and you were really handheld. Now you've gotten passed off to a really large agency and you're just another number and you're not feeling that, that handholding. That's where we shine. Cause we're still, we, we have that resources of a large national care uh, brokers, but we are your local family owned shop and we want to have a relationship and we want to want to help as our clients are successful, so are we, because as they grow, they have more exposures and they pay more premiums. So it's a win-win for us to help them lower their costs and stay stay safe. You're the ace hardware in a in a field of Costco's or field of, uh, of Home Depot's, <laughs> right? Home Depot's, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Home Depot's. That's okay. right. So let's talk let's talk a little bit about what's happening with insurance in with COVID nineteen. Um, and the current pandemic, what, what are some things that our listeners should be thinking about um, with regards to uh, making sure they're covered for things that might happen uh, if COVID-19 reoccurs or uh, because of COVID-19? Yeah, good question. We are seeing, you know, the big, the big question on the onset of this was, do I have business interruption coverage? You know, that I, I am no longer able to run my business. I'm a retail store. I'm a, I'm a hotel. I'm a restaurant. The government shut me down. I have a loss of income. Can I file that on my insurance policy? And every policy is different, but what we're finding is it's no. Um, on the, for the most part, if you have a standard insurance package policy and you have business income included in it, which is 90% of business owners, there is an no coverage trigger by COVID. So what we're seeing is, unfortunately, insurance companies not paying out on the loss of revenue due to being closed for COVID. Uh, There is talk that the government may step in and require the insurance companies to do so, but most there's a third-party organization called ISO that develops all the insurance forms, and every insurance company can manuscript their own forms, but they all start with this ISO as the base, and then they might tweak it and add things and take things away. But ISO is is pretty standard. So a lot of insurance companies just use the standardized ISO form. And in 2006, ISO added a virus exclusion onto the policies. So right away, most insurance companies have this, this virus exclusion. And business interruption is tied to your property insurance. So if your building burns down, restaurant burns down, no one can come in, that's a, that's a coverage trigger, and now you have coverage for your business interruption. Or someone breaks in, there is some sort of policy trigger. COVID, this is where it gets, there's not a trigger of coverage. The government says you can, or people just don't want to go to a restaurant because they're scared. It's not 
kicking that business interruption. So that the that's one piece that's just unfortunate, and I don't foresee the insurance companies all of a sudden wanting to offer it. The coverage can be purchased in the captive market, or it, it'll be astronomically expensive, most likely, yes. to find mm-hmm. coverage for the future. Um, but that's one piece of it. That's the big the big question that was being asked in the beginning, and I think most businesses, we are highly recommending it you have business interruption on your insurance policy, you file a claim because who knows there may be a requirement where insurance companies have to pay them, but I would not bank on having any sort of help from your insurance policy there. Um, the good, other place. Good insights. Just, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to ask a follow on question, but go ahead. Let's, let's keep going. Yeah. And then the other two we're seeing a lot of claims right now that are, that there is coverage for is employment practices liability. That's your me too insurance policy. So that covers you for wrongful termination, discrimination, sexual harassment. Um, we're seeing employers that maybe furloughed a bunch of employees. They're now getting all these wrongful termination suits like post termination. The right. lawsuits are starting to come in. So that's um, one coverage that we recommend every business owner has is, employment practices liability to protect themselves from all of those things, um, those types of lawsuits. And and what we're seeing is the rates are going up in employment practices liability because they're paying a lot of claims. And as policies renew, they're starting to put these COVID exclusions on the renewal policies. So our recommendation is if you have an inkling of a claim, you know, someone might be going to file or they ask for their, their pay, their wages or records on their employment, those are signs that there could be a potential lawsuit coming. Put your insurance company on notice now if you have employment practices because when you renew, there could potentially be a COVID exclusion and you'll have no coverage if you wait until you actually be, you're served. So that's one thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So what I was wondering is, uh, you know, the thing we're going to hear about is uh, people, uh, coming back and maybe they come back to work and maybe there's a spike in COVID and they catch it at work and then they sue their employer. Is there, that, that's the part you were talking about earlier. That's, you know, potentially excluded, right? Oh, that is covered. Okay. Coverage there. Yes. So your loss of income, let's say you, you own a restaurant or a, a retail store and you have not been open for the last four months, that loss of revenue is most likely not insured. I recommend filing a claim, but we're seeing them all get declined. Um, workers' comp is going to pick up. So that actually the governor just made a mandate stating that it's presumed you caught COVID at work. So not only do you have coverage for your employees if they get COVID at work, it's a burden of the employer to prove they didn't, which is nearly impossible. So that's a big change in the way this is just for California. I don't believe other states have put this presumption on, but in the past, California employers have always been held liable for employee injuries. You just have to be half of 1% responsible. Like if someone has, says they have a back pain and they worked for you and they lifted things for six months and then they, they're calling, claiming cumulative trauma, you just have to be 1% and you're on the hook for the workers' comp. But workers' comp never picked up if I caught the flu and I sued my employer. It was really hard to prove, and there was no assumption that that happened at work. This is turning that on its head. So I think what it's going to do is make it really hard on employers because workers' comp costs are going to go through the roof. Um, And 
and the, the workers' comp carriers are going to be paying out all these COVID claims. I, I was just talking to one of my underwriters at, at Travelers two days ago, and she received 35 workers' comp claims for one employer on the same day. They, all, all the employees are claiming they got COVID, and the insurance company has to pick it up unless they can prove they didn't. We we have some problems ahead. It sounds like Dana. You know, it, it sounds like uh, being uh, being in the insurance business since you were small or hearing about it has really rubbed off you. You talk uh, a great game. I would not want to play insurance trivia against you. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's been it's been a real pleasure to have you on the show. Now I know that your firm, your your company, uh, Weaver Insurance, will provide a full insurance policy audit. Listen to this, listeners. A full insurance policy audit for businesses or individuals to point out any areas where uh, they find uh, you could use some improvement. So um, that would that be something everybody should take advantage of, given that all the different changes that are happening in the industry. And I know your website is weaverinsurance.com. Is that the best way for them, for our listeners, to start learning about you and, and finding out about that audit, or should they contact you another way? That works. The website's great. Or my email is Dana, D-A-N-A, at weaverinsurance.com. <laughs> it sounds like you have your your firm has a tremendous uh, amount to offer our listeners, and I really appreciate you coming on the show today. I would I'd love to have you back on again, and let's catch up maybe in a couple months and see what's happened uh, and what what things our listeners should be thinking about to prepare for the future. Fair deal. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, sounds great. All right, thanks. Th have a good rest of your week. Thanks so much. A real pleasure to have you on. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.